Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets, high-performance gas ranges, or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit the Ferguson Showroom on Powell Avenue in Nashville and discover the controlled convenience of Jet Air's connected wall oven. Innovative, intuitive, and in the palm of your hand. Reinvent your kitchen with Jet Air and find it at Ferguson. Super Bowl 54. Mahomes. Maybe the best play yet of Patrick Mahomes' incredible young career. Jimmy G. Touchdown, 49ers. Chiefs. We brought the Lamar Hunt trophy back home. 49ers. Real Super Baby. The five-time Super Bowl champions are going back to Miami. If it's the NFL, it happens here. Super Bowl 54, this Sunday on 104.5 The Zone. Midday 180 on 104.5 The Zone, live from Radio Row at Super Bowl 54. Our coverage presented by the Low T Center and by Ferguson Bath Kitchen and Lighting Gallery. Our next guest, a pro football Hall of Fame finalist, a five-time first-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, former Dolphins middle linebacker Zach Thomas on the line with us. Zach, thank you for the time. Congratulations on being a finalist this year. Thank you for having me. Is it weird looking back and hearing everyone discuss your accolades and compare them to the tops of the league? Yeah, it, it is a little bit humbling when you, when you come to it because, you know, as you know, it's an individual war, but it's a team sport, and you're only as good as the town around you. And so, you know, I was the little guy, man, so a lot of the other guys did all the dirty work, and I just cleaned it up. So it's kind of humbling in that part where they just talking about me um but it's a huge honor and if i deserve to make it i'll make it if i don't hey there's nothing that can take away what i did um and all that the rest of that's all my all ego so for me it's honor that uh just to even be in the conversation you mentioned being a little guy. You you wore that as a badge of honor, and I, I remember the quote you you would say, "Hey, if I were if I was six five, I wouldn't have this drive and determination. I wouldn't have worked as hard." Uh, you lived by that mantra, didn't you? Oh man, it was from even from when I was out of high school. I mean, I was uh, two time all state, and I only had two offers out of college, and then you come to college and two time all American, and then you know I go one hundred fifty fourth pick and. I mean, I know every, almost every linebacker. I, I mean, I might have forgot some of them, but there were 17 linebackers that went ahead of me that I used to remind myself, especially early on in my career. So it, it was definitely a motivation that, uh, that only helped me. So I always had a chip on my shoulder, and uh, I wouldn't want any different. When I think of middle linebacker, I think mean and angry. When I think of five foot eleven Hall of Fame finalist middle linebacker, I think exceptionally mean and angry to get to that point not just the work ethic part of it but how much anger did you have to bring to that position every day to play at the level you played at at your size well I didn't fit the part so I wasn't intimidating you know um but I had to earn my respect because when you look look at me being the smallest and I wasn't the fastest wasn't the strongest none of it not even the smartest that I had to earn it and so that's why I was a film junkie 
and I used to live up at the facility. Um, and during my time there, especially with the Dolphins, man, uh, you know, I would get there early morning, and I'd be there until nine, ten o'clock at night. And uh, even when I went home, it was uh, football because I would do the hyperbaric chamber. I have a stretch therapist, so it was just that's all. All I was uh, focused on was football, and I got the best out of myself in that way. But I had to earn it. Um, I don't think I could ever come across as mean, but you know, back then you could really hit guys. <laughs> without getting fined, and so that's when I earned my respect uh, doing that. Zach Thomas, our guest on the Midday 180. You've always had the middle linebacker mentality. I know your your dad would say there was a, a story he would tell about you being like two or three years old um, when you were uh, – there was an accident or something with a pickup truck. Will you tell the story? <laughs> well, I got ran over. I got I got left with my dad out on a farm one time, so he lets me play. I'm two years old two and a half and and I'm playing on a back of a truck tire uh, with a toy and then the farmer got in and backed over me and my dad came running and he ran me over twice so I survived as you you see I'm talking now but uh, you know uh, my dad said at the time like he knew I was going to be a football player because I survived that it broke my arm you know uh, definitely uh, stretched my skin in different ways but uh, you know lucky it was on uh Cleachy that uh, survived if it was on uh, concrete or something. I, yeah, I definitely wouldn't. So everything's a bonus to me, man, when you hear these stories. Former Dolphins linebacker, Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist, Zach Thomas, our guest. You mentioned the draft, the 96 draft, and you were the, the 18th linebacker selected, but that was quite the linebacker class. Uh, certainly you didn't deserve to be picked 18th, but you went in a class with Ray Lewis and Teddy Bruschi, uh, I think uh, Donnie Edwards was in that class as well. That was quite the draft for linebackers. I sure was. Um, well, Kevin Hardy was, I think, second pick. Um, I went with Kevin and Ray Lewis to the Buckus Award. Kevin won the Buckus Award um, at the time. But I remember, yeah, Donnie Edwards, they had John Mobley, Reggie Brown, Randall Goffrey, Earl Holmes, Teddy Bruschi. I, I mean, I know all those names because I remember them from back back in the day. So, um, for motivation, like I said, but yeah, man, it was a great class for linebackers. So, yeah, I look back at it, man. A lot of those guys, I enjoyed even watching them play, especially Ray, man. He's, he's another level. So, uh, it was, you know, good to see him have the career he had. He was a great teammate that, as well. And that's what you respect. That's, that's number one, man. If they're, guys are all about themselves you don't respect that and that's all i uh, live by man is be a great teammate first don't be just a guy that's all about themselves because there is guys that way and nobody respects you zach it's paul kuharski last year you you gave me a lot of time to talk about kevin moai and i think you were instrumental in the case that helped him get in what's it like now to know that there are guys out there doing the same for your case no, uh, it's humbling, Paul. Um, but, hey, to give that much respect on the Hall of Fame stage by the greatest lineman I ever played against is humbling, man. And so, you know, you're part of that reason as well, man. And, and, and for for me, you know, Kevin, I felt like, uh, I mean, I knew he's a Hall of Famer, but I, I was a little disappointed, you know, uh, when they, the years prior that he wasn't 
in the uh, didn't make it uh, as an inductee, and so you know, because that guy deserves it, you know, and 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 so I was so happy for him, even though he was like he had mentioned, he was I was his nemesis. Uh, we went at it uh, for a lot of games. Uh, we respected each other, but he changed the game by how he could get to the perimeter, that alley that uh, most couldn't get to, and that's that's my favorite was the alley you know i could get to the alley faster than a guy that runs a four five you know what i'm saying but it was all my anticipation and my lateral movement and so he always met me there so uh but to to have that respect from a hall of famer oh man it only helps but uh, i appreciate that paul Zach Thomas, our guest. Zach, I'll, I'll probably never be able to ask another football player uh, about this about this gift, but you you were incredibly great at lip reading, and in fact, you could do that with players coming off the sideline in some cases, knowing what play was coming in. Can you give an example of that? <laughs> well, because of being run 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 over by a truck early on in my uh, life. Uh, I started having hearing issues in one ear, so I started reading lips. And uh, so, you know, there was one game in college that uh, it was Rice we were playing. It was Ken Hatfield, and, you know, they used to run the wishbone. And so I look over there, and I see him, and he's saying draw. I'm like, draw? They don't – how are you going to run a draw? So I, I tell a lineman draw, and they're like, uh wishbone so they spread the, the whole formation out <laughs> and what do you know they ran a draw and I was like I told you I told you you know <laughs> so there was there was different times that you, you'll notice that uh, a lot of offensive coordinators were making the call they put the uh, play sheet the call sheet over their mouth I mean that's mainly for probably people in the you know uh, trying to film them and trying to get calls for the future uh, games but uh, but yeah man I, I used to could read some lips so Sometimes it wasn't good when you see somebody <laughs> yelling at you some vulgar stuff, but uh, but yeah, man, it, it helped a few times. In your film study, would you go into practically every game with a tell where you had something on the opponent that no one else knew? Well, I, I try to. Um, you know, when every team usually studies the last three games, and it didn't matter what system or defense they were, the offense was playing against so for me what was important for me is who who is similar to us you know it didn't matter if I went back a year and and I would find what their strategy was versus that defense and so and you know I tell you what it helped me in certain situations especially like maybe third and short and different type things when they have different formations because everybody sticks with their bread and butter but the tendency part of it for me was important because of my alignment. And if you get your alignment and your assignment right before the even balls even snapped, you, you're sky high on winning on that play. Because a lot of the times when the coach brings you in on Monday and you're watching the game film, I mean, he's pointing out, well, the reason you got beat here is because you're supposed to have inside technique, not outside. You know, I mean, there's so many different things. So for me, the walkthrough and practice was way important way more important than practice alone. I, I, I'm wasting my time if I go to practice without a walkthrough or finding out where my alignment was. Because a lot of times, I don't want to get too in-depth because I could talk about this all day, but a lot of times it was aligned not just to where they're going to run the ball, but so, so these linemen, these big linemen didn't have clean shots at me. 
And so if they're coming at a different angle, I can control them a lot better than going head up. You know, I wasn't that guy to head up, man up against them, you know. So it helped a lot to protect myself uh, as well because I wasn't the biggest. Who was the opponent that was most difficult to scout? I'll tell you, there were some great coordinators, uh, Gil Bride to oh, Tom Moore. But the thing is, they, they – they called all their plays, and we played Indy twice a year. But I think the most was maybe Charlie Weiss um, because they changed so many personnels um, and formations, and he always changed up the tendency for that game. But they got back to their regular plays and what they run. But he always threw a play in there to try to throw off my read. I remember one game he ran like a double influence trap and I thought they busted the play because they didn't block our three technique, but it was all – they hit us for 20 yards or so. I go running outside the play, they direct trap, and they hit us for 20. And I look over, and I'm like, when I see him on the sidelines and he's grinning, I'm like, that was a real play. <laughs> so they ran it again later on in the, in the game, and we blew it up. But he did that just to kind of mess with my head. So that – I always threw – the tendencies out when I was playing New England Patriots, or he was even with the Jets before that, uh, for a couple of years when I played against Charlie Weiss, he was he was really good with that. Miami Dolphins great Zach Thomas, the linebacker who, for the first time, a uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist. We really appreciate the time, Zach. It's always good talking to you. Look forward to seeing you around Miami, and uh, wish you luck on Saturday. Hey, I really appreciate, it, guys. Thank you. Zach Thomas has been our guest as our coverage continues from Super Bowl Radio Row, Super Bowl 54 here in Miami. Our coverage here on 104.5 The Zone rolls on.